everybody. Good day to you. My name is Stephen Beach. I'm producer of the Applebyte Extra Crunchy Podcast with your host, Mr. Brian Tong. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Guess what it is? It is episode 105. Doing it right here with Beach and Tong. Applebyte Extra Crunchy. Doing it extra munchy. This is the show all about Apple. It's our complimentary piece to our weekly video podcast show. That's like just about five, six minutes, five, six, seven, depending. But this show is all about you guys and gals. It's the latest news. New stories drop between the time we post that show and this one. Also, we want you all to be a part of the show. We got tons of great calls. One that makes me actually very, me and Beach very happy today. The number is 1-800-616-2638. All you have to do, call us with your name, where you're from, get to it, your point, your comment, your question, and uh, we're going to put you on the show. So that's how we do it here. Again, it's episode 105, and really, let's lead off with the big story this week. Really just dropped today. Uh, Beach, did you hear about Movies Anywhere today? I signed up. I have an account. I synced a bunch of my movies. I got five free movies. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls that have not heard about this, a new video service called Movies Anywhere just dropped. This is not to be confused with Disney's Movies Anywhere. It's just called Movies Anywhere. But what makes this special is this is a combination of studios that have agreed to allow their movies to be basically shown on multiple services. For example, I don't know about you all. We all know that I'm like the Blu-ray loving guy who loves the digital downloads. And a lot of times when you buy like a Warner Brothers movie, let's say like, I'm sorry, I have to admit I did buy Suicide Squad. I really <laughs> should not have said that. I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> uh, why did, well, a better one. How about this Wonder Woman? I bought Wonder Woman. So, okay, that's good. That's better. That's that's. I got my street cred back, right? So you have a digital download code and you redeem it, but it only allows you to watch it like let's say in the Voodoo app or the WB app and it does not let you watch it in iTunes, which is kind of annoying because most of my stuff is in iTunes. So what happened is these uh, five movie studios we have, uh, let me see here, Disney, Pixar, Marvel Studios, that's kind of under one in Lucasfilms, Disney Studios, 20th Century Fox Film, Universal Pictures and Warner Brothers all agreed that wherever, as long as you redeem or buy these movies on a digital service, you'll be able to see it anywhere, everywhere. So what does that mean? If you have a voodoo with like maybe eight or ten movies that aren't on your iTunes, you sign up for Movies Anywhere, you link your different accounts, and all of those movies end up migrating onto this Movies Anywhere app. But even better, because they all talk to each other – I don't even have to use the Movies Anywhere app. It's just a service you sign up for and link your accounts. I can just jump right into iTunes or into my Apple TV or my phone or my tablet, and all the movies from all those services now show up in one place. Like, boom. It's awesome. Like, honestly, this is what we have been wanting for for a long time. I know some of you don't really care about digital downloads, but if you're someone who's on the go, you want it all in one place. The two studios, major studios that are not a part of this right now are Paramount Pictures and Lionsgate. So get on if you board. Get on, they're gonna get on Lionsgate. Board. They're going to get on board. Also, if you have purchased movies from a game console, meaning if you've purchased them from Microsoft's Microsoft store or from the PlayStation store, those movies are not compatible where it crosses over with the service yet. They're looking to get new partners. But this is to me, this is a big deal. And then Beach, to your point, you get five free movies when you sign up to of the services, uh, it is iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and Vudu. 
I'm pretty sure almost everyone has two of those four that oh, they can yeah. sign up. For sure. It so, took me, I had a little trouble signing up the iTunes. It like kept giving me an error, but eventually it worked. But this is yeah. killer because Amazon, the Amazon video app doesn't have Chromecast ability, right? So like most of the movies that I own are on Amazon. So now that I ported them over to the movies anywhere, now it has Chromecast. So that's going to be like my go-to. Like if I want to find any of my movies, that's going to be my go-to. Just Chromecast it to the television real quick. That is that is a big deal right there for me. It's a huge deal. It, and it's this is not just an Apple thing. It works on iOS. It works on Android. It works on Apple TV, Roku, Kindle Fire, Amazon Fire TV, and Chromecast. So whether and again, you can use the Movies Anywhere app. If you like Voodoo, you can use Voodoo. If you like the Watch TV or iTunes ecosystem, you can use that. It's really cool. And so um, the other thing that I want to bring up is the five movies that are a part of this. They're good so movies. They're good movies, except for one. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. Uh, <laughs> I want to know which one, which I want to know which one you think is the best. Okay, so here's the thing: if you first sign up with one account on the Movies Anywhere service, meaning if it's an iTunes, Voodoo, Google Play, or Amazon, you will get Ice Age and Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, for free. If you yeah. add an additional account, whether it's an iTunes, Voodoo, Google, or Amazon, you'll get three more movies: the Lego Movie. Jason Bourne and Big Hero <laughs> 6. All right, so I want to know from you, Beach, which you think is the worst of those five movies. Definitely Jason. I've never seen a Jason Bourne movie. I don't even care to see it. So that's, oh my that's God. the worst no, for me. No. Okay, <laughs> the worst has, I mean, and this is not, this is just because the movie is not that great. It's the Ghostbusters remake. Yeah, it's I mean, the, yeah, it's good. I I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was it wasn't that bad for me, but but yeah, I mean, for me, it's Jason you don't like Bourne. Bourne? I don't you don't like Bourne? <laughs> I've never you seen like one. Bourne? I don't even know whether or not if I oh like it or god. not. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen like Born Identity, Born yeah. Anything? No. I just Holy Matt crap. Damon beating people up. I can't like wrap Dude. my head around it. Okay. 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 It's because <laughs> you've seen movies that no, no. All I'm saying right now, when you and your wifey have time. You got to watch. This is the latest Born movie, which I actually haven't seen. Oh, yeah, I've seen cool. the Borns, the horrible ones. This this one is pretty. I'm just saying, you got to see this. See the very. Uh, I would say I see might, the very. I might give one. the first one a, a shot because that's so the one that kind of set everything in motion, right? And it's like the most popular one. I feel so. I might try yeah. it. People in a par- people in the Paris go like, "Your beach is wrong." It's <laughs> 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 the throne. There's no wrong. I just wanted to know what he thought. I just want to know if he thought. Well, I have it now. I have it now for free, man. Stoked. Yeah. So anyways, check it out, guys and gals, movies anywhere. It is Apple related, but this is something that's going to help everyone out. We just wanted to make sure you guys knew about it. And it's really the hottest story coming out this week. And again, like I can get all my movies directly in my iTunes. I didn't. I couldn't do that before. I had to jump around different apps. It was so annoying. So, so what's, stopping, is- what's stopping all these movie studios from just like streaming their newly released movies in the near future? You know what I'm saying? Like movie comes out. It's a big blockbuster. Maybe a week later it goes for, uh, for sale or for rent on this app. Like that's totally possible, you know? It is possible, Beach, and I think it would be awesome if they did that. But what the movie and movie industry has done is they've created these different optimal windows of when you can get access to these movies at different times, right? So first window of access is going to the movie theaters, right? Yeah. 
Then the next access is typically like um, pay-per-view services, right? Or now these days it's like digital downloads, iTunes, and whatnot. There's there's that window. But they're not going to – they're going to wait to give you – like if you're talking about – are you saying like free streaming on Netflix? No, no, no. I'm just saying like this app can easily become like a place where they're going to release like new big feature. Oh, films, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That would be great. It's like they're just giving us a taste right now. Like get into it. Be live in this world for a little bit. And then boom. Oh, new Star Wars movie available on what is it called? Movies anywhere or something. <laughs> I just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. See it happening um, in the future. Our boy Manafro or Man of Rao, uh, Shamel just said, too bad it doesn't work, Shamar, Shamel. I call him the same thing. It's like, you have three names to me, bro. He just said, like, too bad it doesn't work for TV shows. It does not work for TV shows. I think the hard part about all these things is to make these things work. Studios and content creators and production companies have to be on board to basically, they all have to get a slice of the pie in order for this to work. So it's very difficult to get this negotiated. But this is now, looks like this is going to be the service that everyone goes to when you have so much support like this really cool so anyways check it out movies anywhere it's totally free to do we hope you enjoy it i mean i think it's killer and i'm gonna move on to the next story before people say is it is this the apple bite extra crunchy or this movie's anywhere crunchy all right move on (laughs) we get that crap all the time let's jump into some iphone stuff kind of it's such a juicy tantalizing headline but it, it didn't even phase me but yeah people are talking about it lg according to reports this is a story from the investor LG is teaming up with Apple for an LG display for a foldable iPhone. Hello. Foldable iPhone. That's that. I mean, that's a clickbait title right there. I didn't even choose to use it on the latest Apple Byte episode because honestly, this story came out after I made the show. But <laughs> <laughs> too clickbaity. It's 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 nice and clickbaity. So here's the story. Apple has reportedly started working on a foldable iPhone with LG display. Uh, and not Samsung Display, who is at the moment their sole supplier for the iPhone 10. And part of it is they believe it might be possibly due to concerns over tech leaks to its arch rival, Samsung Electronics. We we obviously know there's a lot of buzz around that uh, true depth camera in the iPhone 10, and we'll talk about that a little later. But what is happening according to this story? LG Display has created a task force to develop a foldable OLED screen for the new iPhone model with obviously parts from LG InnoTech, its sister firm that it helps to produce these displays. The other kind of interesting, there's a couple interesting bullet points that come out of here. The report says this foldable panel production could start as soon as 2020. So this is not for phone that's coming out in a year or maybe even two years. It's it's really going to be a phone that's probably in three years. We already know Samsung has been looking into foldable displays tech for a while. We've seen this at CES in demos, I think as far back as 2015. So this is like not anything really new, but it's, like I said, it's it's fun and it will be an option down the road. I, I like the idea of a foldable phone down the road. I don't really care about it right now though. Do you? I mean, yeah, sure. Like, you know, we have these big phones in our pockets and sometimes they get uncomfortable and they get kind of weird. So if we can like fold them, get them out of the way, make them smaller. I don't know. That might be cool. There's that video um, from L. I think it was LG, right? Of the girl who puts it on her wrist. Should I play that real quick? Cause it's, so, I mean, it's people so can't cheesy. really see it though. People can't really see yeah, it. Yeah, but though, even, right? even I mean, the audio for- is good though. Just the way she talks, you know, 
Okay, uh, if you want to play it, I will let you play it. It's, it's real fast. Okay, watch this, guys. Thank you for letting me use your new technology. As you can tell, I am wearing a super cute dress today, but it doesn't have any pockets. So where am I supposed to put my phone? I can just wear it. Yeah! <laughs> All right. See? All right. Great. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. I hope people are still listening after that yeah. display of amazingness. So um, this actual foldable OLED phone is, again, could start in 2020. We know that Samsung basically has a near monopoly in mobile OLED screens. Apple's been trying to strengthen its relationship with others, potentially develop their own. Uh, but what LG has said is that right now it started its first OLED production plant for phones. They they call it the E5 plant. Um, but the first batch production for LG OLED displays will start sometime as early as 2019. So there's they're still oh sorry about this. They're starting production right now, but in 2019 is when a new plant named E6 uh, for LG will also help to beef up their OLED production. So Samsung, without a doubt, is the sole supplier. We I think we talked about in a previous show. Samsung doesn't care because they're making like twice as much money off of iPhone sales, yeah. right? Remember, they get like <laughs> they, call, what, they, they get a hundred dollars for every iPhone or something. Hundred ten, hundred ten dollars or so for every iPhone sold. <sighs> wow, that's money, money in and the bank. I think I can't remember off the top of my head, but they had a nickname for Apple, like it was abbreviated as LO, like loving opponent or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> <laughs> something like so so weird. Anyways. Um, that is the rumor story of Apple teaming up with LG for a foldable phone. If you want to talk about iPhone 10 supplies, because we know that everyone is kind of wondering what it, what is going to happen with that? A new estimate, according to Jeff Poo, <laughs> an analyst with Taipei-based Taipei Yuan to Investment Consulting, has cut his forecasts for the number of iPhone devices that will be produced this year down from 40 million units to 36 million units, oh, according man. to the report. See, first of all, it was like estimated at 50, then it dropped to 45, then it's 40, now it's 36. And that's gonna make it a whole lot harder. I know, I keep on saying this, you guys are gonna know what it feels like to miss out on Jordans or a classic NS SNES. <laughs> You're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it, right? There, you you got mad about Dude, it, didn't I, you? I went to Best Buy at like six <laughs> in the morning with a foldable chair and like snacks, <laughs> and I and I did not get an S an SES. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. This is the first you one. Said that, snacks. That, that, I like how you the first one, the NES. I like how you said snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I took snacks. I had like a banana and grapes and like some food. I, I thought I was going to be in line for a while. Oh, man. So here's part of the report. Again, we've heard about it taking time to build this true depth sensor. Multiple reports have claimed it's taken more time to assemble the system's aspects. One of them is called the code name, the Romeo module. And the other one is codenamed the Juliet module. So the Romeo module is that dot projector that shines on your face and creates more than like 30,000 visible dots, where the Juliet module includes the infrared camera that analyzes the pattern as it's projected on your face, as well as right seeing infrared um, to build that kind of depth of your face. Together, they are what powers this true depth sensor. A lot of technology in there, and that's what's making it difficult. Like. The production to get this final piece with those combined and those other elements is what's delaying this. And, you know, there was another report. I didn't include it, but just a side note of like Ming-Chi Kuo was talking about, oh, the depth sensor Android manufacturers are trying to 
they they are now saying forget this whole under the fingerprint screen touch touch id type fingerprint recognition they're all looking into face id type setups 3d maps 3d sensors and he said that the requests for them on the android side are, are now threefold so clearly this is this is not an easy thing to produce and it's going to take time for them to perfect it and make it easy to do but it's going to affect all of us who want to get the 10 oh yeah that's what the, the guy called us asking this question. He's the first the first uh, guy that I heard actually say 10, iPhone 10. You know oh, without I mean? saying X. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I heard that. Well, you know, he, we did have a caller that we wanted to address. He asked, we didn't throw in the show because we're going to pretty much, like you said, answer it here. He was asking if it's deliberate, like is Apple creating a fake storage, a fake shortage? Yeah. But to me, the answer is absolutely no. Apple wants to create, build as many of these units as possible now they don't want people to wait they want to get them in their hands because also sometimes people that are like debating what phone to get if one's not readily available they're going to end up going to somewhere else now some people will hold out but his other question was like when will it most likely be available to like the general consumer to just walk into a store my hunch for this specific model i'm going to put that at nine months i think it's going to take nine months until you can just walk into a store casually and get an iphone 10 I don't think it's going to be six months because, uh, okay, fine. In between six and nine. Let's say in between six and nine. That's crazy because then the next iPhone will be out three months later after you got your iPhone 10, you know. That's, so that's a good point. That's pretty insane. They, they might even push, they might even push it out longer for the next iPhone if it takes a lot longer for this one to be made, right? Much yeah. like, you know, if it doesn't, if there's not enough units out and people aren't satisfied and they're still making them, there's no reason for them to make an actual all new AirPods because finally, let's see, it was September, October, November. Man, it's actually, I feel like it's been seven or eight months until they caught up with AirPods demand. That's crazy. Right. And yeah, then yeah. now they're using this new wireless case down the road. So there's no reason for them to fast track it. Also, Look, the iPhone 10, if you look at the hardware inside of it, it's a beast. So they could they could even bring new cool what they really need to do on in my mind, bring new cool software features a la Google, right? Bring some new software features that are really meaningful and that could also prolong this kind of delay of the iPhone 10 if they want to stretch it out a little more. Cuz there's a whole the power inside of it is insane. Yeah, yeah. They've benchmarked it. It's it's ridiculous. So <laughs> You know, maybe maybe we can see a little software love, like unlike iOS 11, son. <laughs> Things driving me crazy. Driving me crazy. All right, let's keep on rolling through here. We want to talk about a quote that Tim Cook dropped. I got a lot of press. He had an interview with The Independent, and it was really ranging, a wide-ranging interview that talked about a lot of augmented reality and their plans for the future. He was actually asked in the report specifically about taking advantage of augmented reality using smart glasses. So this is what Tim Cook said in response. Here is his quote. Today, I can tell you the technology itself doesn't exist to do that in a quality way. The display technology required, as well as putting enough stuff around your face, there's huge challenges with that. The field of view, the quality of the display itself, it's not there yet. Hmm. So this is what, yeah, right? You're not, hmm. So See, this is the thing. This is the difference between Tim and Steve. Steve Jobs never even talked like this. He would even <laughs> like hint that they were like testing aspects of the technology because they're working on it. Like, obviously, yeah, Apple's working on smart glasses. Like, Tim Cook is basically like 
killed any mystery by specifically saying, yeah, we've looked at it. The technology's not there. Like, you know they're actually working. Steve Jobs would have been, if someone said, um, are you guys working on smart glasses? He's like, I can't really say whether we are or not. Like, yeah. that's what he would do, right? Yeah, totally. Tim Cook, total boner killer. Like, total boner <laughs> killer for smart glasses. Someone has to piss him off, you know? Someone has to, like, come out with something and, like, make him mad. And he's be like, okay, we're doing smart glasses. Well, that, he was, he was like works. this with the he was like this with the Apple Watch. He kind of basically said they were really working on an Apple Watch and wanted to get into health and fitness like way before the Apple Watch came out. I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. That's like, it's just kind of like it. By the time we know everything about it, which we end up knowing everything about it, we're already like, yeah, we knew this like six, seven months ago. You know what I mean? Keep it a mystery. Yeah, just keep it a mystery as long as you can. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like it's kind of fun to do that. It's, don't you think it's more fun to f with people instead of like, oh yeah, it we're working on it, but we don't we don't think it's there yet. Like, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, because then everyone starts speculating, and then you get all these like articles of people speculating, and then everyone's guessing, and then it just becomes like this big noisy mess, you know? So. Yeah. So we know they've been working on prototypes. Other companies have been as well. Uh, so there you go with Tim Cook just really feeling like spilling unnecessary beans about the Apple potential smart glasses or the eyeglasses. <laughs> Let's hope they're eyeglasses. not called eyeglasses, please. Dude, you know, no, they're going to be called Apple glasses. <laughs> Apple glass, something like that. Apple, yeah, Apple glass. Also in relation to ARKit, we know Apple's really rolled this out and pushed it out. A report out from sensor tower that was detailed in TechCrunch talks about how in the ar kit space there have been three million plus app downloads over half of those are games so games account for over half of the three million ar kit app downloads that we've seen so far they also make up 62 percent of the revenue i don't think this is a surprise because we know that augmented reality really got its boost with pokemon go right that's how everyone like kind of wrapped their oh, head totally. around it yeah yeah I'm still all about the Ikea app. I think that app is dope, right? The but, Ikea app is um, cool, man. It's really fun, and I, I will use that when I become grown uh, and I have a house <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> when I have to grow up, right? That's yeah. that's basically that's basically it. Um, but you have the top paid AR kit app right now is called, and this is the amazing one, Tap Measure. It is that kind of AR tape measure app that factors in distance and can basically give you a real time measurement of walls and you know spaces i it's pretty awesome so but there's a lot of games i'm gonna try this game called the machines it seems to be the number one grossing game and the second top paid app so i'm gonna try that where is that game let me see if i can find that Uh, i don't know i mean i'm just saying it out loud okay yeah yeah you scroll down if you scroll down on that article there's a a list that says top ar kit only apps worldwide ah here it is okay gotcha Ah. ar dragon we got for free okay Zombie Zombie Gunship Revenant. That's a way too long name. (laughs) That's a weird name. Yeah, That's horrible. Whoa, AR Sports Basketball? That might be cool. Ikea Place? That's not a... Oh, well, okay. They're not looking at games, really. Dude, AR Sports Basketball is just going to be like Paper Toss. Do you remember that game Paper (laughs) Toss back in the day? No. Dude, it was like you were throwing a crumpled ball of paper into a trash can. Like There was like wind, like a fan blowing. You had to like change the arc and all that crap it was it was kind of fun honestly. i do want to play drive ahead mini golf i want to try that heck yeah and so it obviously is what's it's luring us in i don't know i'm just i guess you're just running through things <laughs> you're all making up you're all making up games right now <laughs> completely destroying like this 
these millions of dollars of marketing that these companies spend. You're like, oh yeah, run, you just run through things. Yeah, okay, cool, whatever. You're like you go on a jog and you hold the phone in front of you while you're running and <laughs> you see stuff coming at you while you're running. That's fun. <laughs> All right, keep it, we're going to keep it rolling uh, with iPad Pro news. We talked about the true depth sensor. Our friend Ming-Chi Kuo at KGI Securities has said and is reporting that it is most likely, he's actually saying it's going to, the 2018 iPad Pro models will come equipped with Apple's true depth camera and support face ID. Uh, he believes that Apple will add true depth to the iPad Pro specifically, right? They're kind of high-end iOS tablet design, really their flagship tablet. But he wants a consi- that Apple is looking to do this to create a consistency between the iPhone 10 and the iPad Pro. Nice. Which I re- which my rebuttal is, where was that with 3D touch with the iPhone and the freaking iPads? Because <laughs> it wasn't there. I guess they're starting to figure out, they're starting to figure that out. Maybe we should put it on all our devices when we release something new like this. So like people get used to it and then just can't do without it and it's consistent. That that's a great idea. I think Wonderful. it's a great idea. Wonderful. So, anyways, the report is that expect 2018 iPad Pro models to feature the True Depth camera. Uh, we kind of jumped ahead and talked about how Apple's Face ID is turning Android makers away from this whole idea of the under display fingerprint recognition. I'll just kind of re- talk about a few other details that I didn't earlier. Again, this is Ming-Chi Kuo. He's kind of pontificating, I guess you could say. But he, but according to his actual report, requests by Android smartphone vendors into 3D sensing technologies have at least tripled since Apple unveiled its True Depth camera and Face ID technology. He also believes that in the next year that we'll see shipments of actual 3D sensor-equipped Android devices, phones, tablets to exceed the whole under-display fingerprint recognition by a factor of two or three more. And this is interesting because, right, Samsung had trouble mastering the under-the-fingerprint display sensor. Apple had reportedly was working on it. There are actually now a couple conflicting reports that say Apple had actually moved past the fingerprint display sensor and just was like, we're going to do Face ID. It wasn't even necessarily part of the plan. I like the idea of it having both, quite honestly. but. The report says that two reports say no. They they were never even looking at it. It was Face ID all the way. Okay, we, we don't really know the true story because Apple's not going to tell us. But it's interesting because under the screen fingerprint recognition has been all the buzz for a long time. Qualcomm released uh, a product they said I think sometime by mid-year of 2018 it will be ready that they could start shipping those to vendors. And We'll we'll see which one wins out in the end. Will Apple end up incorporating both, or just stick with Face ID? I, it, we know it's still going to be a tad bit slower, but you know, I don't know which one do you prefer, Beats? Like, if you had a choice, well, I, I just I haven't had to play with the Face ID a whole lot, but it, it really sounds like uh, Touch ID, like fingerprint ID, is going to be a thing of the past. Like before it was even really here, you know what I mean? Like especially under the screen ID, it feels like it's not going to be around. So. I prefer fingerprint just because that's what I'm used to. But yeah. when I get the face ID, my mind could change. I don't know. So I agree. I am it, there with it, you. It is weird having a phone that recognizes you, you know, like your, our phones are like little robots now. And now they know who I am and they're like, know my face. So that is kind of creepy. You know, I don't know. There's so many layers to it. It's hard to, it's hard to wrap my head around it right now. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, it's it's going to it's like any tech. We'll just see how it all plays out. We're going to jump and kind of try and hit these things fast there. They can't they might be a little boring to you guys and gals, but it's actually really important. There's a bunch of software updates that have been dropping. Some of them are betas. Some of them are actual software updates. Apple released iOS 11.0.3. Okay, this is like their their third third, update, right? Dude, they're their third mini (laughs) update for iOS 11, and they still haven't addressed the freaking battery issues yet. Uh. Anyways, iOS 11.0.3 is said to uh, offer a fix where some iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Pluses had an audio and haptic feedback errors where it just didn't play a sound or give you haptic feedback with whether it's apps or notifications. Also, the other tweak was if you replaced your 6S screen with a non-genuine Apple part, basically if you went to the corner store and just like, yo, replace my screen for 30 bucks instead of 100, it there was an issue where it wasn't is was unresponsive. I guess Apple has addressed that. So that's those are those are the only fixes in 11.0.3. Nothing about alignment issues or more crashing or battery issues. No. Just want to let you know. Okay. The, the whole third-party screen thing though, that's a that's a pretty good Apple for Apple to do that, you know. I agree. I, I totally agree. That you know what? Beachum, you can give them a good Apple. Good Apple, Apple. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a sound effect for that. So. I know we need we need to get these in. We need come on. We need it. We need. We'll it's work on it. We'll work on stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on it. All right. Um, iOS eleven point one. We saw the first beta be released. Uh, I think about a week ago. The second beta is now out. We kind of talked about it last week, but this brings emojis. Oh. I won't hold it longer. Oh, I won't hold the it. The new emojis, right? New emojis. Things from like. A wizard to like uh, a mad emoji face with like cuss words over his mouth with like the amp- like the and dollar exclamation mark like there's like a emoji face with like a shh be quiet there's like a Chinese takeout box there's dim sum there's like a mermaid fairy there's all these crazy things I'm digging anyways the mermaid. digging the mermaid in iOS eleven point one beta two you have access to these the trick is that. Other users will not be able to see this unless they have iOS 11.1 beta 2. So it's it's for your own basically viewing pleasure and then for you to brag that you got them, to think that you're cool. But then when your friends don't have beta 2, it's really completely worthless. The other thing, though, that it brings back in the beta 2 for iOS 11.1 is the 3D Touch app switcher. That's where you press on 3D Touch on the edge of your screen, and then it reveals all your applications that are open, and you could swipe through them and close certain ones if you felt like it. That has now been brought back to iOS 11. After the keynote um, a little while ago, Craig Federighi said they removed it for a technical reason, and it would come back in a future iOS 11 update. At least in the beta 2, it is out right now. Um, Apple has not said when iOS 11 will be made publicly available, like as the final version of ios 11.1 but obviously it's coming pretty soon but new emojis and the 3d touch app switcher function will come and we're also waiting for them to incorporate like the apple pay to pay pyramid system and messages so there's a lot of things that are going to be coming in ios 11.1 we just have to wait for it cool man i think but i know that you you won't experience any of them beach because you are not updating so rocking 10 <laughs> dude stay stay dude stay with 10 i'm telling stand, you stay I'm with stand. 10 <laughs> Stay with Ben. God, please. 
All right, watch OS 4.1 beta 2. This is another small tweak, but it added a couple really cool things. I'm not going to lie. I love my Apple Watch LTE because it really does fit into that niche of my life where I go work out and I just bring my watch around. And I've gone out a couple times with just my watch and it's, I don't know, it, it kind of feels nice. It's a little liberating, honestly. Um, keeps you away from looking at your phone all the time. That's good. So I watch OS 4.1 beta. It adds a couple things. One of them is that they added a new radio app and it before it was only streaming over Wi-Fi, this new radio app specific to the Apple Watch uh, will now be able to stream over LTE. So again, taking advantage of the LTE feature, not only can you listen to like Beats 1 Radio, ESPN Radio will be part of this radio app. So you can listen to ESPN Radio on the go, like through your watch. That's freaking awesome. The other aspect is there's now also a toggle for Wi-Fi. A lot of people that have the Apple Watch are like, why can't I turn off specifically Wi-Fi off or on, specifically or if an LTE user, if you want to force it to use the phone data signal um, and not deal with any of those issues. That is on there as well. And then it also tells you which Wi-Fi network your Apple Watch is connected to. So you kind of know. I, I think this, these are all really good things. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm shocked that those things weren't there before. <laughs> you could <laughs> I know I've never had an Apple Watch. I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm like, what? You couldn't like figure out what Wi-Fi network you were on? And oh, bro, yeah, bro. I'm trying to throw out a good Apple, man. And you're just, just poo poo Apple on me, man. I'm trying to throw a good Apple out All right, right now. Well, good Apple for making those changes. It's about time. You're all, <laughs> you're all, keeping it real with Beach. Keeping it real with Beach. All right. Um, another cool thing we talk about the watch. Apple Pay. I've used it a bunch. It's kind of nice to just like not have your wallet on you and just like, whoop. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Apple Pay's cardless withdrawal is now available at Wells Fargo's Wells Fargo's Wells Fargo ATMs. So there's right now Wells Fargo has about 13,000 ATMs around the US. 5,000 of them have been updated to work with Apple Pay, Samsung Pay and Android Pay to withdraw cash if you need it. That's You don't cool. need a wallet, you don't need a freaking card. You just need your phone or your Apple Watch or your Android Pay, Samsung watch all that stuff that's all you need it's that's, really cool so that is cool Five thousand atms right now the remaining eight thousand they said will be i think flipped on by i think they said 2019 so that's very cool and then one other software thing itunes 12.6.3 if you have not heard of this and you're wondering what the heck is this i'll tell you why this is important when Apple updated a 12.7, a lot of you remembered it gave you a thing that said, oh, we're trying to streamline down to more media. We don't, you will no longer have access to the app store. You have to do it through your phone and you will no longer have access to ringtone management through the app. Well, there's a lot of businesses that were like, dude, we need to manually load our apps. So Apple secretly created, not secretly, but kind of undercover, released 12.6.3 which still keeps the app store, which still keeps your ringtones. And in addition to that, you do it does not force you constantly to update to 12.7, which remove that. So awesome. uh, should have made a link so that you could show it on here. But I can tell you by memory, I created a link that we put in in our video show. It's just tinyurl.com, iTunes 12.6.3. If you type that in your... And what was it? Slash iTunes. Ash, iTunes twelve six three. If you type that in, it'll take you directly to the support page from Apple that allows you to download iTunes twelve six three and give you back this functionality. Sweet. I like. Man. I'm. 
honestly, I think that's a sweet deal. Apple hasn't said how long they're going to support this, but it still supports iOS 11. It supports iPhone 10, iPhone 8, and 8 Plus. So that's so it supports all the new tech that is coming. It supports current phones and new phones. There's links to download the new version or the undercover version of iTunes right there. That's another good Apple. We're, we're having a few good apples today. Thank you, Apple. Well, thank you. You want, 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 want me to give you a good apple for like our fans that listen? Sure. I shouldn't call you guys fans. You're just like all the same as us because you guys are part of the show. Why do I say that? That's horrible. <laughs> okay, in, in the video show, I did an NBA 2K18 giveaway. All right. I need to offer the same love on our podcast. So if you watch the show, I have six copies. Actually, they're on the table, but I'm not going to leave. I have three copies of the PS4 version and the X, three copies of the Xbox One version. All you have to do is watch the weekly video show. And last week, we put something on top of a HomePod. You tell me what that is, watch the episode, and I'm just doing a random drawing, and you can win a copy of NBA 2K18 before the season starts. Ooh. Before the season starts. That's big, man. It's a $60 value. My friends at 2K Sports hella hooked us up. They always send me free games, but I'm that guy who already pre-orders the game, so I just give you the stuff, right? I don't, I'm not going to accept it. I love the game, so I'm going to buy it. I got to support it. I don't want to take free stuff from people that I actually support, you know? They, like, work so hard on that stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah, you guys, you guys can win. That's, that's, how, that's how I feel for you. Cool. Is that so a good Apple? They just, have to watch, they just have to watch the Apple Bite or the Extra Crunchy show. The Apple Bite, right? Apple Bite, yeah, the regular Apple Bite video show, and all the directions are there. But basically, I guess two episodes ago or one episode ago, we put something on a HomePod. If you tell me what that is, then I'll just randomly select the winners. I get the right answer. Nice, good Apple. I'm looking out. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right, should we get phone calls? Let's do phone calls. Thank you guys all for calling. We had a lot of great calls this week. Um, hang on, my computer just opened something I didn't want it to open. Okay, here we go. We have a question. Naughty picture, naughty picture. <laughs> NSF pictures. No, just kidding. <laughs> D-pick, uh, D-pick. The first question was from a gentleman in New Zealand, and he has a question about music, Apple and music. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Brian. I'm so sorry for leaving um, another message. I just realized how this works finally. Um, so my name is Hone. I'm from New Zealand, and my question um, is around um, the, the importance or emphasis that Apple lays um, on music today. I mean, as you know, the platform basically grew out of music. Um, I mean, not out of it, but, uh, you know, it was majorly music and how people consume music. And um, I just feel that somehow Apple is today neglecting that side. Um, I, unfortunately, am still one of those uh, oldies who uses CDs to import music onto his iTunes. And I have a huge problem with iTunes in the cloud. Um, sometimes it matches the songs and um, transfers or uploads songs to other iOS devices that aren't the same songs. And these issues have been discussed in Apple communities and they've, they've, they've still not rectified it. Um, so I'm just wondering, do you feel that Apple is slowly uh, neglecting music or is going in the back, back foot with music? Um, the apps, the actually the, the store icon has changed from a music note to um, a star. So um, that act, is, is that like a signifying thing? So um, uh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your time. Cheers. 
Great. I think there's a lot of aspects of that that are really interesting, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they he's right. Absolutely. Like the iPod came out and that like changed music. iTunes came out that changed music. But then I think the iPhone came out and that changed everything. And then they're like, wait, we need to shift all our focus from iPods and music and iTunes to this iPhone thing that we just invented. You know what I mean? And then that kind of everything else kind of took a back seat. I don't, that's that's my two cents. But what do you think, Brian? Yeah, you know, to say that they're neglecting music isn't necessarily true because they're putting in a lot of effort behind their Apple Music subscription service. Sure, it's not nearly as popular as something like Spotify, but I think they finally hit somewhere around 30 million paid subscribers where Spotify is at something like 60 million. Oh, wow. If I don't quote me on that, but I know they're about half is what Spotify has at the moment, roughly around there. Music is part of them, but there's such a there's there's so much more than a music company these days. I don't think they necessarily have to show love to music. I don't think they're you know ignoring it, but the market has changed where people are on multifunctional devices that are really more like mini computers and kind of a single a single use single feature type device like a music player. We've obviously seen how they killed the Nano and other older iPods themselves. There, it's just there's just not really a market when. Every other device that we have plays music. So I don't I don't think it's them losing anything like direction or DNA or not showing as much focus. It's just that so many other things, and again, we've complained about how Apple has their hands in so many things now. A lot of different things suffer because of that. That is the nature of just blowing up and becoming this big. Music has suffered a little from that, but I don't think they're ignoring it. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting when we saw the Google Pixel thing, like they had a big focus on music, like the always on Shazam and the being able to like find a picture of an artist and then find all their albums and all their social networks, you know, Apple needs to do stuff like that. Like there's little things Apple can do to improve Apple music. Like it's just even hard to find, you know what I mean? Like if you go into the, the, uh, music app and iTunes, it's just kind of like buried in a weird place. Everything looks the same. I don't know. There's little things that they could do to fix it, you know? I mean, if you even look at Apple Music right now, they're trying to make it more than a music place. They're trying to create shows and programming for you to go watch that are unrelated to music, but on Apple Music, right? So they're trying to, more than anything, they have now realized many years later that content is king. Netflix showed them that, and my voice just cracked. (laughs) Netflix showed them that. Other services showed them that. They're trying to be that. The thing that stuck out with me, and I think I tweeted it recently, I finally took time, because I had time, to watch The Defiant Ones on HBO. Have you uh, seen this series, Beach? One of the best things I've seen in a long Holy time. Holy crap, Jimmy right? Ivey needs to Jimmy Ivey needs to holler at us, because we can help him with this Apple Music thing. I'm so sure we check can this him. out. <laughs> like, that that should have been on Apple Music. Yes, yes, Jimmy yes. Ivey, Dr. Dre bought for $2 billion to be a part of Apple Music, That that is the type of content you want to see to drive people there. And, and I, guess what? It wasn't there. Like When I was watching this, I'm like, holy crap, this is so amazing. And the first thing I said to myself is, why isn't this on Apple Music? It, I was wondering the same thing. Did they go to HBO because there's swearing and, and possible like violence and stuff? Like, was Apple afraid of that? You know, like what? Even at that? Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was like the perfect show to oh be my on gosh. Apple Music. The, and here's what I think: I think that they know because it's not in the place they want it to be. It's the whole chicken. What what came first, chicken or egg? Apple Music 
isn't in the place where people weren't going to watch that on Apple Music, yeah. right? Like they know like uh, more people are going to watch this on HBO than Apple Music. But guess what? You need to have something like that to drive people to Apple Music. So it's very indicative of the fact that they didn't have the belief that something that amazing could drive people towards Apple Music. That is the type of stuff they need. Yeah. And maybe they learn from that. Maybe they'll profile other artists or producers in that way to tell their story in a raw nature like that feels, you know, very personal and unedited and as as organic as possibly can without feeling like, you know, co- sugar-coated TV sterile. Like we don't want that, right? That was I've only seen the first two episodes and I haven't even gotten to the Source Awards. Oh uh, my god, that is the I best one, the, everyone, dude. That's that's the third one. I got to get to that one. I haven't even got to that one yet. And people are like, yo, just wait, just wait. The Source Awards one is awesome, man. You're going to love it, dude. But, you know, like there was some good news uh, from Apple this week that we didn't really cover in the show, but they got Steven Spielberg to be a a producer director for Apple, uh, for their Apple TV, some, you know, some original programming. That's a big one. That's And then they also are rebooting, uh, Incredible, what is it called? Like Incredible Stories or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. I forget exactly what it's called. But I, when I heard that, I was like, "That's a good move by Apple. Get Steven Spielberg in there to produce oh, a show. Yeah. That's a big move." But don't put an Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's not. It's, put it just on their Apple TV somewhere, right? Just yeah. put make. Don't put this crap on Apple Music. It's so dumb. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. And it just confuses people. They're like, what's Apple Music? Oh, there's TV shows? I don't get it. Dude, bro, they're like watch – they're watch t- – what is it? Is it called – is their app called Watch TV or Watch? I can't remember. Yeah. Their Watch app yeah. it is to watch – I, I think it's for like my uh, Apple Watch. I thought at first when I first saw it, I'm like, this is an Apple Watch app on my phone. Like, I don't have an Apple Watch. Well, you have a movies app, you have a TV shows app, and you have a watch <laughs> app, and then you have Apple Music. What are you doing? And All then, right. and then my Apple Music app has, you know, Apple Music, and then just my i my regular music, you know, that I own. That I think that should be separated <laughs> too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Just. Just cu- if you really want to do this whole on-demand, like true unique content, Apple, like make it its own thing. Don't don't slam it in Apple Music. It doesn't. It didn't. It didn't work with carpool. Carpool actually, carpool karaoke makes sense. But Planet of the Apps, yeah, yeah that you're not going to drive people that way. That show, sh- Defiant One, should have been on freaking Apple Music, man. They dropped the ball big time on that, dude. Seriously. Yep. All right, we got All right. we got a few more calls. Let's check them out. It'll be an hour plus podcast because we just talked about the violence (laughs) for like 10 minutes. It's so good. Hey, how's it going? This is Cecil from Houston, Texas. Uh, I see that you are, you know, talking about the, the fingerprint being brought back to the, uh, screen along with facial recognition. Why would Apple, you know, put facial recognition on the, on the tin and then the next year bring back, you know, the fingerprint. Why why would Apple be backstepping like that? You know, the future should hold something more than even facial recognition. So I just, just have a question. Why would Apple backpedal like that when they're trying to move forward to the future with facial recognition? Yeah, we talked about that a little earlier too. Yeah, I think I think you make a great point and it just comes down to if they can speed up face ID to make it nearly as quick or that we don't feel any delay, then and that's 
really sounds like the direction they're going, then we'll, we won't see a fingerprint sensor under the glass. I think I just we're so used to the idea of a fingerprint sensor on the glass. It again, it's a learned behavior. We saw that 3D touch was a behavior that because it wasn't consistent across all their products, not everyone uses it. A lot of people don't even know it's there, quite honestly. And so this is something you're going to be using daily. You're just going to have to get used to the idea of the whole face ID. And I think as it or if it becomes second nature and then people kind of forget that the touch ID thing ever existed, that's the goal that they're trying to move towards. So I think you're absolutely right. There's Why would they move backwards? And some of those reports saying that Apple never planned to do an under the glass fingerprint sensor would reinforce that thinking. So cool. And this is the my favorite call this week. Um, here we go. Hey, Beach and Tong, it's Mark from Portland. I'm so sorry to hear you're still having battery problems with iOS 11, but I wanted to suggest the Apple Smart Battery Case for standard 4.7-inch phones. I'm currently using it for my 6S. I've had it since March, um, and this case is really dope. Uh, <laughs> it's the only case that uses um, iOS software so that it understands it's still running on battery power. So that makes it um, more battery efficient than other cases. It doesn't do things like backup in the background um, or, or do things that the phone would normally only do on power. And uh, I'm still on 10.3.3, but I always end the day with at least 80% charge on my phone, usually 100%, um, unless I'm using Maps all day. Bye now. That was- oh, we got another Maps users. <laughs> We got, another, we got another one represented for Maps. I will say people did tweet me and say, hey, yo, you got to check out Maps in iOS 11. It's pretty dope, man. Like, don't don't sleep on Maps anymore. I'm like, all right, I checked it. I thought it was cool. It was nice. It, it's not like I'm going to – I still don't trust it like I trust Google Maps, but I thought it was nice. I will give it its credit, okay? Cool, cool. So, I, actually, but, that was the wrong call. There's another call that's better. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh. Wait, wait. What was he was he was talking about the the Apple battery case, which you have been famously. Okay, okay. Hold up. Look at that. Okay, <laughs> I got. I got. Okay, that is. Let me just tell you right now. Leave it on that picture right there. Okay, put on the black one. Okay, where have you seen that design somewhere else in a recent Apple product? When you look at that Apple smart battery case sideways, what does that look like? Wait, is there a sideways shot? There is, yeah. I don't know, you know man. What? That's like the freaking notch on the iPhone 10. <laughs> it does. Designed both by Johnny Ive. <laughs> <laughs> Turn. Some of you are like, what is Tong talking about right now? Go look it up. iPhone smart battery case. Turn, turn that some bitch sideways, as The Rock would say. <laughs> it is the notch on the iPhone 10. Oh my god, can't believe that. That's funny. All right, let's get the next. Oh, no, it one. is. It totally is. That's funny. Dude, it totally is. I'm like, my voice is like getting all crazy. Okay, I've got an Apple Watch question here. Hey guys, this is Sunny from Louisiana. I was watching the show and I noticed Beach made the comment about not wanting to update his plan for the Watch Series Three. And my question actually has to do with the original watch. I updated to four to, to watch OS four, and I noticed that it got a little glitchy, especially when it came to bringing up notifications for like Twitter and Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat it wouldn't bring up the logos. Have y'all noticed that? And is four point one fixing that issue on the original watch? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 
guy's got a great voice. So I have a response where I think might be the issue. Uh, For example, some apps have changed how they work with the Apple Watch and the iPhone, and Twitter has basically completely removed their, their app no longer really talks to the Apple Watch anymore. So that might be the issue that you're experiencing. Twitter used to like, you know, you, you'll get notifications from your phone to your watch, but, oh shoot, sorry, I pulled my headphones. But uh, the actual Twitter to Apple Watch app that is dependent on a connection between the phone and the watch no longer functions. Oh, so wow. I'm wondering if that's the, I wonder if that's what you're dealing with. If not, then I really don't know why it's doing that, but that might be part of it. Yeah. Okay, we got another. This is my favorite call, actually. I was mistaken before, but this is the one right here. Hey, Beach and Tong. This is Chris from California. I just want to know if there are any cases for the new iPhones that possibly wirelessly charge the phone and can also themselves be wirelessly charged (laughs) or hook into the lightning port, you know, to charge as a battery pack, but can actually be charged wirelessly themselves. Thanks. Love the show, guys. I love that. Well, when we first saw that call, we were like, (laughs) wait, this homeboy wants the future. He wants, like, the wireless charging case to the wireless charging phone. (laughs) Like he's wireless, wireless charging. When I first heard that, I was like, wait, like the phone is kind of the wireless charging case for the battery itself. So I don't know. It just sounded funny he, to me. He just, he just wants more wireless charging, man. <laughs> but uh, at the moment, you know, there are, at the moment, we have not seen any products that wirelessly charge the wirelessly charging iPhone. Not yet. I could be wrong, but at the moment, we haven't seen any. That would be kind of cool, though. You have a case that wirelessly charges your phone, but then you just <laughs> wirelessly car- charge the case. <laughs> it just all sounds so silly to me. Okay, next question. We got one more. We got two more calls, real quick ones. Um, hi, this is Patrice calling from Los Angeles. I was just wondering, do you think that Apple is actually going to make the earpods useful because the um, earbuds that Google is coming out with are ridiculous in a good way, and those are ones <laughs> that I would actually spend three hundred, um, not three hundred, but one hundred and fifty dollars on. Right now, it's just the Apple ones just really look like the brush heads for my Sonic hairbrush. <laughs> That's all I want to know. <laughs> we we agree with that assertion. We have always agreed with that assertion here at the apple bite um someone's asking if we're taking questions on twitter yeah send me a question and hopefully uh i can see it before this show ends uh just do it at brian tong i have we we got to show love to the ladies that ask us questions because we like to represent like the audience here you know what i'm talking about all right so uh the airpods look i think they're still very good because of their convenience they just need to add more functionality it doesn't look like we'll see anything like that anytime soon. They're going to release a new wireless battery case version. I think that's going to then push out any new major changes in the AirPods unless it's done through software another six to nine more months before we see another one. So I do think the Google the Google headphones, the Google, um, I forgot what they call them. Did they just call it the Pixel earbuds? That's what they call them. Yeah, yeah. I think they look more normal. They don't look as awkward. 
and the translation feature on them is ridiculous. So it, from a standpoint of travel or business, and it's only going to get better. Remember, this is the first generation we've seen anything like this to use your phone. Soon it's going to be built in directly into the headphones, which is kind of crazy to me when you think about that down the road. Like, you won't even need a phone to drive this stuff. It'll all be on a little chip that's in some earbuds. That's way down the road. But, uh, yeah, I think if you want more functionality, I think also the two other things that are important, see how they feel in your ears and see if you like the sound quality because you probably won't be using the translation all the time, but if that's your priority, then get the Pixel earbuds. But I think they're, I do think the Apple AirPods are good. They're just not great. Yeah, so they're you, really, really, really good. I said this over and over and over. They're just not great. The the Air, you know, like the regular Apple earbuds, they feel great in your ear. For me, that's my opinion. But like I have some other wireless headphones that feel terrible in my ears. They're so uncomfortable. So that is very important to make sure that they are comfortable before you buy them, you know, because you don't want to like have sore ears. That sucks. <laughs> that. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. That's it. Oh, we have one more call. Do you want to hear the last one? The dude that said this is a, it's kind of like just a nice, e- nice email. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Here we go. Hey, this is Trevor from Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. Just want to say, I love the after by Exocontry with Peach and Tong. You guys give me a lot of information about MacBook uh, High Sierra and also, uh, I was 11 and thank you for keeping me updated. Have a good day. And today's my birthday. Peace. Happy what? birthday. Happy birthday to you. In fact, if you call us and say it's your birthday, we will say happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah. And this could get out of control. <laughs> and it not. better be your damn birthday. It better be your damn birthday. If you call, don't do that fake stuff. I don't yes. like that fake stuff. Please, please. That's it, man. That's the show. All right, dude. We crushed it. We went over an hour, bro. Oh, my gosh. Are we allowed to do that? I think we might have broken do, the internet. Do people want us to do that? I think that's a more important question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's more important. All right. Um, I did, unfortunately, let me see here real quick. I told the young lady who said I could ask a question over um, Twitter. Twitter, if we could answer it. And I did not get that question <laughs> in time. I'm so sorry. But, hey. There you go. One last quick thing. Sorry, Beach, quick bullet point that someone has confirmed, at least according to Ragzi1083, is that movies from the Movie Anywhere service that show up in your iTunes library will upconvert to 4K if there's a 4K option. If that is true, that's freaking badass. That is awesome. Wow. So, like, that's what I wanted to test. Wonder Woman, does it give me the 4K option? Because I don't have a 4K TV and I don't have an Apple 4K yet because I don't know Apple TV 4K because uh, I don't have a 4K TV yet. But when I get there, which I'm hoping to by the end of the year, then uh, then but someone like that, let us know that. That's pretty dope, man, if that's true. I'm going to Ragsy1083. We got you. Thanks, bro. Thanks for looking out. I'm going to have to throw out another good Apple for that one. Rebecca Ronita is saying, hey, AR and VR. Yeah, throw a good Apple. <laughs> Rebecca, you're supposed to tweet me with a question. We're going to wrap up the show. We've been going too long. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, you know what? One more thing, Beach. Yeah, go for it. You're all, dude, I don't have any more song left to go. <laughs> One to call us. 1-800-616-2638. Oh, yes. That's how you do it. That's how you're part of the show. Nothing but love for you. Take care. Be safe. Peace. All right. <laughs>